0: guys welcome back to inside of the paddock how are you guys going first and foremost sorry for having like a month off uploading my podcast and on youtube i have started posting daily now so every day but wednesdays will be like main channel just like talking videos if you guys have any specific videos you want you can like text me on instagram or comment on tiktok or comment on my youtube videos with ideas And I will look into them and do them if I think they're worth doing. So every day but Wednesday will be a video talking about any motorsport or any just one specific topic I want to talk about. And then every Wednesday we will do the podcast, talk about news and updates and the previous race or the race coming. And it'll be a bit longer and a bit more drawn out with a few more topics than just the one so if you have anything you want me to talk about in the podcast as well feel free to leave it in the comments or wherever you're watching um and let's get into it so obviously the first thing we have to talk about the biggest news of the week and the thing i'm sure you're all thinking about is daniel ricardo's return to formula one if you know me you'll know that i'm a huge daniel ricardo fan and this is super exciting for australian fans for daniel ricardo fans for honestly all kinds of fans. We most of us love Daniel Ricciardo, let's be honest. But obviously, it's very sad for Nick DeVries, and while he's kind of been pretty silent online from what I've seen. I hope he finds what he wants to go into whether that's IndyCar or something in the world of motorsport or something different if that's what he prefers uh whatever it is I hope he finds something he loves doing and I hope he is doing okay. Then we obviously have now the Daniel Ricciardo mid-season swap actually like earlier than mid-season really has brought a lot of rumors and for some reason Lando Norris seems to be like the star of these rumors like with the rumors to go to Ferrari and then him following Red Bull I think as a way to like create suspicion he likes a bit of chaos um so we have there was rumors that I believe he signed a pre pre-season contract or something or he was Pre-con, I don't know what it's exactly called, but he was doing something with Ferrari that was rumoured and then there was there have been so many rumours of him with Red Bull, like not even just this season, like there's been so many talks of it. I don't really think he's going to go to either, specifically because Red Bull wouldn't really be a good suit for him as he would go to second driver uh, and be behind Max and then in Ferrari, Ferrari's obviously in shambles and honestly seemingly worse than McLaren right now, but I've talked about all of that in detail in my last video. Well not my last video, it was probably three videos ago, I talked about Silly Season Madness and I specifically talked about the Lando Ferrari and Red Bull rumours so if you want to go into detail with that, just click on that video and go watch that after this but yeah, so those are rumours and then we've also had Charles and Carlos rumours we had Charles, I think he followed Asin Martin after only following Ferrari which led people into a bit of a spiral People were like shocked, but I don't know why he did it. I think it can just be whether it's like an accident or he just likes causing chaos. I don't know, but there was rumors of that. And then there was Carlos rumors about going to Audi in 2026. 2025 or 2026 i don't remember but there was a few more rumors floating around but we will obviously have to wait and see how the season unfolds i feel like there's so many rumors going around and we'll only end up seeing a few swaps that actually matter like the daniel ricardo one and probably a few more but i can't imagine we'll see any super big moves apart from daniel that's probably the biggest move we're gonna get would be my guess but i was also wrong like i literally said the day before he was announced that he was going to AlphaTauri. I said there's no way Daniel Ricciardo goes to AlphaTauri. I was like so sure he wouldn't go. I made a whole video explaining my thought process around it and then he went to AlphaTauri literally the day after. I also want to apologize for my voice. I'm still getting over a sickness. I had like a three week long sickness. I'm feeling fine but my throat hasn't got the memo so it's still sounding a bit like I'm a frog. I apologize but yeah it was it, it was an interesting rumor and I think it sent the F1 community to shut down, it was literally my entire for you page I made like quite a few videos on it myself so I am guilty of adding to that Daniel Ricciardo tornado but I like was scrolling through my 4 you page, just Daniel Ricciardo, Daniel Ricciardo, Daniel Ricciardo and I was like wanting to watch something that wasn't F1 related because like F1's like my content creation and then it's my hobby and then it's my you know I love watching F1, sometimes I just want to shut down and not think about it but my entire for you page, because I have so many F1 Mutuals, it was just F1, F1, Daniel Ricciardo, Daniel Ricciardo. But I don't mind, I love a good Daniel Ricciardo uh, video, so I'm always happy to hear about that, hear about him. But moving on to the next race, the race that we're going to get to see Daniel Ricciardo actually drive at. The Hungarian Grand Prix, the first one where he'll be back um, with AlphaTauri, Yuki, obviously Yuki being his teammate. So this one does have 70 laps and the circuit length is 4381 kilometers. and the lap record is held by Lewis Hamilton in 2020 with 1 minute 16 seconds .627 milliseconds There are 2 DRS zones and 14 corners Last year George started on pole and then Max started 10th but finished 1st in the race and Lewis was in 2nd and George in 3rd. We had a Valtteri Bottas DNF and then hamilton got the fastest lap so will we see the same thing this year i think it's plausible we've seen the mercedes up on the podium a few times this year and max obviously has been winning like all the races except when sergio decides he wants to actually try so honestly lewis and george on the podium is not far beyond belief but it would be kind of nice to see uh, another mclaren podium but i We'll get to that later, (laughs) later in the podcast. Um, And then also Daniel Ricciardo got a five second time penalty last year for causing a collision. So let's now talk about McLaren that I was talking about them getting a podium. Let's actually talk a bit about McLaren and their upgrades because we obviously saw them perform very well in Silverstone getting second and third in qualifying. And then we saw Oscar get fourth in the race and Lando get second in the race. And we saw Lando leading for a bit, which was freaking fantastic. Uh, I'm a McLaren fan, but I'm a bit of an unconventional McLaren fan, as I wasn't a McLaren fan until Oscar joined McLaren, and now I'm a McLaren fan, because Oscar's my favourite, and then Oscar kind of converted me to a Lando fan, which I wasn't really before. I mean, I've always acknowledged that he's a good driver. But I've like really become a Lando fan in the past like I don't know a lot of my videos have actually been revolving around him I think he's a super up-and-coming talent, and I love talking about him Yeah, the McLaren upgrades were great in Silverstone And I think we could if everything goes well with strategy and the car and everything We could see another McLaren podium. I would love to see Oscar on the podium But they did say I can't remember the article, but I saw someone talk about it on TikTok they like basically were just like, just letting you know Silverstone was like really perfect for our upgrades, you, it might not work as well in Hungary because it's just not, the obviously tracks differ, cars have tracks they're better on, we know this, but uh hopefully still the mclaren upgrades transfer nicely to the hungarian grand prix and we still see some good driving that would be really nice uh and i'm personally hoping for a mclaren you know i'm always hoping for a mclaren one too with the ferraris up there as well but that's just not how it's really going at the moment with red bull and i know people hate the red bull and max domination streak um that's fine i, un- I understand it can be frustrating only seeing one winner but we do have to go and look at how many constructors we've had on the podium six if you want to talk more about it like i said i've already made a video on all of the constructors who have stepped foot on the podium this year but it's it sucks but at the same time it it's f1 you know what he that's the sport the sport isn't about necessarily making it the most entertaining the sport is about winning so from the athletes and the team's perspective they just want to win they want the easy wins like that's benefits them so much but obviously from the entertainment perspective you want interesting i'm sorry if you can hear that a magpie has decided to sit on the grass outside of my bedroom and chirp well not chirp do that annoying magpie pie noise if you're australian you know what i mean <laughs> um anyways moving on talking about red bull and their domination let's talk about the upgrades they're bringing to the hungarian Grand Prix. So I believe it's an upgrade that's meant to make their car two-tenths faster which if you've watched any F1 race without a blindfold on you will know the Red Bull is already extremely fast so to bring upgrades and make it two-tenths faster is absurd. I think actually from what I've seen a lot of teams expected them to just be working on next year's car and kind of just be like we've already won this season let's focus on the 2024 season. But it is seeming that they're still coming out with upgrades, which makes sense. I mean, if McLaren are coming out, Mercedes, like, just to be certain, you want to be bringing upgrades as well. You don't want to sit idle and just be like, we have it. And then all of a sudden, these upgrades come out of nowhere and you lose it without even realizing it. So obviously, I mean, it makes sense. It's the name of the game. They want to bring the upgrades. They want to win. I understand why Red Bull did it. Does that make it? (laughs) Um, it, It's a thing. But... Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to talking about Ferrari's downfall because I was writing this script and when I was writing the script I was talking about Ferrari on TikTok. Follow me there if you're not and I was talking about the the like Ferrari Downfall with the drivers seemingly just struggling a lot, like mentally they're just not they're kinda over the team. If you've seen that Shaw TikTok, it's really funny. I mean he just looks really sad at it he just looks over it and I understand and then obviously on social media they're like overall a lot of people are like why are you just posting thirst traps why aren't you posting about what your team's doing on the racetrack why aren't you helping your drivers why aren't-? you know like people are to are upset along the board if you don't know that's just Ferrari fans Ferrari fans are upset across the board and I think a lot of Ferrari fans aren't even Ferrari fans anymore. They're Charlotte Carlos or both fans. Like they're just so over Ferrari as a team, which I understand. And it's it's hard because Ferrari obviously have a huge legacy in F1, starting the um, Ferrari starting in the 1950s. And it feels like there's a lot of like Ferrari, like a lot of teams have managed to crack through modern F1, whether it be the rules and regulations. The social media aspect the drivers like they've really managed to understand what fans want um and i feel like ferrari is not super up to par with that they just don't really i just don't get the vibes ferrari know what they're doing i think the drivers do the f- drivers are obviously very likable very loved but ferrari as a whole it's hard to say personally from what i've seen there's kind of this banking of like They're like, well, we've been in F1 the longest, we're the best, we have the most constructors and we have the most world driver championships. And it's like, well, yeah, you've been in the longest, of course you do, but that doesn't mean you're good now. Like, who are the best team statistically overall? Ferrari. Are they the best team on the grid? No. Red Bull are. Red Bull and then like Mercedes and whatnot. Like, Ferrari are just not up there at the moment. I think they're frustrating a lot of people. Like, if you go into Ferrari's Instagram, go to the comments. And like I guarantee like almost all of it will just be people telling fix your car, fix your car, like get out of there drivers, like this car, this team sucks, can you fix your like help, can you actually take the feedback and like can you fix your team, you know what I mean? So Ferrari have been really having a downfall and I'm not saying like they're gonna leave F1, I don't think Ferrari would leave F1 with all their legacy and they're still, they're still up there. Like I think the confusion of people is like, well they're not the worst team. They're not coming last. They're still getting points consistently. But they're not a team that has accepted their midfield because they're not a midfield team. They're meant to be a top three team. They are meant to be getting podiums, getting wins, fighting for that championship. So on the base level of are they a bad team realistically, if you compare it to the entire grid? No. They're not a bad team compared to a lot of the grid. But are they a bad team for fighting for a championship yes absolutely they're just not fighting for the championship so i'm not saying Ferrari's going to go anywhere in f1 i don't think they will i'm not saying that but i am saying something ne- they just need an internal reset of all staff strategy like just everyone like frederick Vasseur has come in and said i'm gonna fix ferrari basically and he needs to do it by shuffling the team firing some people hiring new people training new people like Obviously, we don't know what they're doing internally, like, they might be doing that, but um, it needs to happen, and I think they just need to look towards the 2024 season, I would say 2023 is pretty game over for everyone, Um, and they just need to look towards 2024 is what I would say. And then also, I've been noticing Carlos has been getting a lot of hate for some reason, like, between Charles fans just ripping him apart on Twitter, and then Pierre Gasly being super, like pissy about something that was not worth being pissy about and then there's, I've just seen like a few instant like instances where Carlos has been kind of being like Charles was mad at him in a sarcastic thing about overtaking and then he was mad there was like a clip of him getting mad at Carlos like it it just seems like Carlos is getting a lot of heat at the moment I don't see a reason for him getting the heat like he hasn't done anything wrong that i can see but like i said we only see what we see on cameras and a lot of stuff that's seen on cameras is strategic like i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but a lot of duos a lot of teammates you see on camera seeming like best of buds they're not like there's very few that are like really great friends like the drivers have great friends in f1 of course they've grown up with them but like to say all teammates are great friends no i wouldn't be surprised if and carlos aren't that great friends but pr wise and public image wise they have to seem like that uh and that's not to like comment on their friendship and i don't know like i said we don't know what happens behind the cameras but that would be my guess is that their competition first right like they just i don't know a better way to explain it but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes we don't know if carlos has done anything but the hate from fans is unnecessary like the Charles claire people a lot of Charlotte Claire fans are being toxic towards Carlos and I just feel like that is unnecessary for sure. But moving on to the last point I wanted to make actually. And that is Lewis Hamilton's movie. I don't want to get into it too much because there's like a sag strike and I don't know what I'm assuming I could talk about it. Like I don't know what I can talk about. But it was obviously filming at Silverstone. Uh, We saw a few clips. They were behind and they did like half a formation lap or a third of it and then went into the pits. Uh, and then yeah, they were there. They were filming. They were doing stuff. I saw a few clips online of people who were at Silverstone showing videos. They sound like an F two car because they're modified. They're driving in modified F two cars, and I'm assuming they're gonna make it look like it's an F one car and do all that stuff. We honestly don't know a whole lot about the movie, but right now I do know that it is put on hold due to the SAG actors' strikes. There's if you didn't know. Somehow, if you live under a rock, there's writers and actors strikes to do with unions to like get better pay, better treatment. Like you know, obviously, I stand with the union as much as I can. Like I'm not in the film industry, I just understand why they're doing it, and I would never want to cross that line. And like you know, uh, but yeah, it's on hold at the moment, which is understandable. I get it can be frustrating seeing your favorite movies on hold, but it needs to be done. They're standing up. For them and not only them but future actors and writers in the industry and I yeah but if you didn't know what the movie was basically it's about correct me if I'm wrong because this is just off the top of my head I believe it was a retired F1 driver of Brad Pitt coming back into F1 with all the like rookies and trying to form his way and win again I guess is my so I think that's what it is basically Fernando <laughs> I saw someone say that the other day actually they were like, is "Lewis Hamilton just making a movie about Fernando Alonso." <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it sounds interesting. It's on Apple TV, or it's going to be on Apple TV. I don't know how good it will be. I'm assuming not too bad. Like Lewis Hamilton's a producer. Brad Pitt. I don't really like him, but he's an actor in it. He's the main character. I don't know. It it could be fun. I'm always down to watch another car movie, so I'll be watching it either way. But yeah, that's kind of all the news that I really have. Actually, something else that I wanted to talk about quickly before we go. And it was something I saw on TikTok earlier today, like when I just hopped on. And allegedly, apparently, there was three teams who may have broken the cost cap, the budget cap in 2022. And it was stated... I'm going to find it right here for you guys because I want to get it right. I just have to do an authentication to get onto Twitter to show you guys this. I don't use Twitter very much, but I know that it's going down like a house on fire. Okay, If you're ever wondering, by the way, where people get like all of their latest information from, it's usually a Twitter account called Fastest Pit Stop. They just find F1 News and post about it. But yeah, so they posted there are rumors that three teams exceeded the budget cap in 2022. Stefano Domenicali said any team that breaches the limit should face sporting sanctions, which I understand because obviously, with their really shitty, with only, with the really shitty punishment that Red Bull got when they broke it, that kind of made a lot of people be like, well, if you're going to give shitty boss cap stuff, we'll just, we'll just do it ourselves. If you get what I mean. Like, Red Bull had. A really easy punishment I believe it was just like some barely anything and that made Toto Wolf be like I'll break it then I'm trying to see who people think did it someone said it's a hundred percent Ferrari Aston Martin and Mercedes Merck have had a shit load of updates so have Aston Martin these are more than any other team so far So if the bar was set when they punished Red Bull with a fine and wind tunnel reduction then the same would have applied here it doesn't punish teams enough to do especially how lenient red bull got away with it they shot themselves in the foot true like i said when you don't penalize someone hard enough they're just gonna do it again i think like sure certain things might be over dramatic as like a consequence for what they did but It'll stop other people doing it if the consequence is big enough. So a lot of people think it's Red Bull again. I feel like it's not Red Bull again, personally. I mean why would they do it again? But then again maybe they were like, just didn't affect us a lot, let's just do it again. <laughs> and then yeah, anyone who commented that Red Bull is one of the teams who exceeded the budget cap are probably the same people who still stole to you over the last budget cap incident. That is, Yeah, I agree. If one is Red Bull, they need to be thrown out of this sport. There's a lot of Red Bull hate on Twitter. <laughs> um, probably Aston and Red Bull again, and then I would guess Mercedes. I could see it being mercedes but they went over the exact same amount as red bull last year just to be petty and argue they deserve the same punishment that is such a toto wolf thing to do that is he would do that then it would be like it was just catering <laughs> anyways those are all of the f1 news drama stories so far this week i'm personally very excited for the hungarian grand prix coming up and I'm excited to see where Daniel Ricciardo comes, despite the fact he'll probably come dead last. Um. Anyways, thank you guys so, so much for watching Inside of the Paddock. If you're on YouTube, all of my socials will be linked below. And if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you for listening. I will see you guys tomorrow.